You're listening to the Kribo Shoe Podcast, episode 46, Super Mario Maker. Welcome back to another episode of the Kribo Shoe Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. He's the Mary O to my Yamamura. Chad is here. Welcome back, Kribo Shoe fans. We got a great show lined up today. We're going to be talking about Super Mario Maker. Uh, before we get into that, though, we're going to talk about what we've been playing and our recent pickups. Okay, Chad, what have you been playing here lately? So I finally completed Hotel Dusk. Oh, congratulations, I, I, man. I enjoyed it so much. I've been scouring the internet for uh, the last uh, the last window or whatever. It's called The Secret of Cape West. The, oh, yeah. The sequel in Europe, but I haven't been able to find a good deal on it yet. Yeah, it's a real shame that game never made it over here to the States, because I, I also would love to play it someday. It really is. I really enjoyed my time with it, though. And I've also been playing some uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Oh, very nice. So going back and uh, trying try to play that a little bit. I'm not very good at it. I've been trying some 200cc, and that oh, is rough. yes. <laughs> you know, I, I was able to do all the 150cc in the mirror courses, but that 200cc is just a whole other thing. It, it is very, very hard. It really is. Yeah. Well, uh, I've only been playing one thing, and it's kind of our main topic today, so I won't spend any time on it, but I've, I went back and started playing some Super Mario Maker, both on the Wii U and the 3DS, just because I'm just kind of getting excited with the, you know, of course, the announcement of Super Mario Maker 2 coming soon to the Switch. So, right. of course, we'll get into that in our main topic. So, let's just go ahead and move on over into uh, our recent pickups. Well, have you picked anything uh, interesting up lately? So, uh, last week, of course, the uh, new Amiibo series for Smash Brothers came out. It was Ice Climber, Piranha Plant and King K. Rule. Yes, yeah, so you and picked I, those up. I was able to get my hands on them. I have to say, this is probably my favorite launch of Amiibo sets yet. You know, all three of these, there's not a bad one in the bunch. I, I picked these up as well. I, I just absolutely love them. So is King K. Rule probably your favorite of the three? Definitely. Same I love here. how he looks. Uh, His cape has got a textured feel to it. It's just really well done. Yeah, and just the fact that it's a King K. Rool uh, figurine in the year 2019 is just something I'd have never expected before he was announced. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these are great, and definitely you want to try to jump on getting these soon if you want them, because it seems like they're flying off the shelves. Oh yeah, I, by the end of the day, I didn't see a piranha plant anywhere in a store. Right. It's crazy. And I, I really like him as well. It's just really cool having him uh, having him on my shelf now. Yeah, we got a Goomba, a Koopa Troopa, and a Piranha Plant now. That's right. So this is awesome. Uh, other thing that I picked up, well, I didn't technically pick it up. Someone else picked it up for me. It was a, right. another wedding gift from another one of my best men. And it was uh, the Pokemon Blue 2DS that was exclusive to Japan. So I think uh, I think we have a listener, some listeners who keep on getting ideas from other episodes on the podcast. But I, Dude, I, that's incredible, though. <laughs> but I yeah. absolutely love it. it. It looks even better than I imagined. They, it's in good shape and everything. It, it's in very good shape. Brand new. has all the stickers with it and everything. It, that's awesome, man. It, it's so now you've got both the yeah, Pokemon Yellow version and the Pokemon Blue. This is a, a good start here. Two down, two to go. <laughs> Well, that's great, man. Uh, so I haven't picked up anything real exciting. Uh, like I said, we picked up the, the three Smash Brothers Amiibos, the new ones. But I also picked up a, a random Amiibo assortment at uh, our local Five Below. And this is a, a kind of a store that, that basically sells everything for $5 or less. And uh, they actually get quite a few Amiibo in if you check pretty often. It's, it's usually older Amiibo. So I was able to pick up... Uh, about five or six of the Animal Crossing Amiibo I was missing. 
as well as a couple from the Super Mario series of Amiibo. So I picked up uh, Peach and uh, Toad, I think it was. Very so nice. I was really happy to get those all for $5 a piece and uh, kind of round out my collection a little bit more. Very cool. You don't see Super Mario series on the shelf hardly ever anymore. No, you don't. And, you know, I've probably been in five below maybe five times and not seen much until this last time. And they just had, I guess they just gotten in a shipment. So definitely something if you've got one in your area and if you're like me and you're still missing quite a few Amiibo, it's definitely a place worth checking. Good to know. Uh, then I uh, also picked up, uh, me and my wife went in uh, our local Half Price Books, and uh, I found the little small gaming section they had of books, and I picked up uh, about f- uh, four or five strategy guides uh, for old Nintendo games. So I picked up uh, Pokemon, I think the three Pokemon games from the DS, I picked up the strategy guides for all three of those, and I also picked up an original Splatoon strategy guide for the Wii U, so Very I was nice. really happy to get that. Uh, got these all for five dollars or less so i was happy to pick them up and again i just love collecting stuff like this oh yeah i'm with you well that's going to kind of do it for what we've been playing in news and we're going to take a quick break and be back with the news all right so getting into the news and we're going to lead off with kind of a, a sad announcement that we we got today that we're recording this and that's that uh, Reggie fils has announced his retirement as president of Nintendo America, effective on April 15th of this year. Uh, and of course, Doug Bowser, who's currently the senior vice president of sales and marketing at Nintendo of America, will succeed Reggie as president at, after this time. So this is something that I just did not see coming. You know, I thought Reggie was going to be with Nintendo for a lot more years than this. And uh, so what do you think about this? So first of all, it was quite the shock. You, yeah. you called me up and said, I have some news. I was like, oh, great, some new game just got announced. And you lead off with this and just kind of put a rain cloud on my day. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry to ruin your day. I just I needed to talk to someone about this. Oh, I understand. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's something completely unexpected. I did not see this coming at all. Yeah, so, you know, I believe we were looking. I think Reggie's only 57 years old, so I thought he had a lot of time left. And uh, shortly after this was announced, uh, Nintendo of America released a, a tweet with a video from Reggie to the fans. It was about two and a half minutes. And it was, you know, you could really tell that Reggie cares deeply about Nintendo and all the Nintendo fans. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm glad he gets to retire and spend more time with his family. But at the same time, we lost a, a huge figure in the gaming industry and at Nintendo. I totally agree. You know, I just I always loved Reggie because he wasn't just a he wasn't just a buttoned up wearing a suit kind of guy that wouldn't joke around. I mean, he made so many jokes and he did so much funny stuff and directs and E3 shows and stuff. And I'm I'm really gonna miss him. Uh, Doug Bowser has some really big shoes to fill, in my opinion. Right. No, I agree with you. Yeah, something that I'd always look forward to in the directs is what will Reggie do next, more than just exactly. what games will be announced. So. Yeah, you know, Reggie just kind of hit the scene, and he he was so different from anybody that had been at Nintendo of America before, and I remember I fell in love with him from day one, and I just didn't know that he was going to leave so soon, but uh, again, we wish him the best, and uh, I am looking forward to see, uh, learning a little bit more about Doug Bowser, you know, he's got the name for the job for sure, Oh yes, and he does seem to have a bit of a sense of humor, it seems like when we do see him in videos and stuff, he'll, he usually wears a Bowser pin on his suit. And I know he's what I know he's wore a Bowser track jacket on at an E3 or some stage show before. So he seems like he he he's a a good replacement. And it says he's been learning under Reggie for I think the last four years. So I'm I'm very excited about him taking over. But we're definitely gonna miss Reggie. He was he was one of a kind. Oh, definitely. 
Moving on from, from that sad news, um, it looks like uh, we're probably going to be getting some more updates to Tetris 99. This is the free game for Nintendo Switch online members, and we've talked about this. We've played it, and we really like it, but it is very bare bones, wouldn't you say, right now? Oh, yeah. So uh, this is coming from a uh, user, Oatmeal Dome, on Twitter, and he data mined this game, and he says that some new game modes will be added uh, to Tetris 99 in an update. So it's going to um, include team battle, which is two giant teams clashing, uh, be on the winning side. So this seems like it's going to be kind of a 50 versus 50 type of a deal. There's also going to be a calm battle, which is battle against 98 bots, defeat the machines. And this may be the one that I'll have a better chance at. I, I don't seem like I'm too good against this human competition. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. So I'm excited about that one. And then also a marathon, which is going to be a score attack of either 200 lines or just endless. So I think this will be fun for the people that are going for high scores. And uh, it says marathon will support in-game achievements and also, um, there will be an in-game events in the standard 99 battle mode. There will be some sort of reward giving out, but he's not sure what yet. So it sounds like we're going to be actually getting a pretty good update to this game, and I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm glad Nintendo released it when they did. It's kind of a big surprise at the Direct, but it's good to see that it's gonna uh, they're going to be building upon the base game. Right, yeah. I always like to see uh, updates come to games and add some more content to them. So this will keep, right. it, keep it alive for a lot and, longer. And it seems like Tetris 99 is pretty popular. It seems like the numbers on Twitch and stuff are real good. So I think Nintendo may have a hit on their hands here. That's great. All right, the next news item we have, and, and this one actually may, we may have, should have said this one last week. I'm not exactly sure when it was released, but uh, Pokemon Let's Go now has a playable uh, demo on the eShop. So both for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, uh, you, there's now a playable demo. I think you play in Viridian Forest. So it's probably similar to the demo we played at the event before the game was released. But this is a great opportunity if someone hasn't had this game or hasn't played a Pokemon game to, to try it out and see if it's for them. So I'm, I'm glad to see Nintendo do this. I, I like it when they do it before the game's released like they did with Yoshi's Crafted World. That's my preferred way, but even if they do it afterwards, it's, it's nice for the ones that haven't played it. Right, give it a shot to see it if you like it. <clears throat> exactly. And then lastly here, there's a new patch for Rocket League this week. Uh, it's called the Friends Update, and this is kind of the one everyone's been waiting on. So this one is going to include full cross-platform play for Rocket League. So you can, uh, you're can you going to have cross-platform friends list, parties, and gameplay. So now you can play PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch all together. And th that's just great. I'm, this is great news to hear for Rocket League. Right. You know, if any game could pull this off, I knew it would probably be Rocket League, but I didn't know if we'd be getting an announcement like this ever or not. <laughs> right. So th this is really great. I haven't played Rocket League in a long time, but it's a, it's a very fun game, and I know it still does very well. Sure. It sounds like you're going to have a your own Rocket League name. That way you can play across all these different platforms. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely download this update and check it out. All right, well, that's going to do it with news, and when we return, we'll get to our main topic, which is Super Mario Maker. Okay, Chad, so today we've got, a, I think, a pretty fun subject, and this is one where I feel like I learned a lot in researching this, and of course, we're going to be talking about Super Mario Maker. I thought this would be a perfect time to do this since Super Mario Maker 2 was just announced and will be released later this year in June. And I know, uh, I, I think both of us are very excited about this game coming to the Switch. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I haven't really had much experience with the Mario Maker game, so I'm interested in learning a few things today and can't wait for the sequel to come out. For sure. So we're going to gonna start off with the history of Super Mario Maker and talk about Super Mario Maker for the Wii U first, uh, since that was the first one that came out with, uh, Nintendo came out with. So 
this I thought this was very interesting, and I, I got most of my stuff from Wikipedia as well as the Mario Wiki. So a lot of this stuff comes from there. Those are always great resources when when studying these games. So uh, before making Super Mario Maker, Nintendo had previously explored the concept of a video game editor in the 1990s. Uh, a patent filed by the company in 1994 detailed a piece of video game hardware that allowed players to pause a game while playing it and edit parts of it before resuming gameplay, as well as allowing the saving and sharing of said custom games created. Uh, this just kind of blew me away that, that Nintendo was thinking about this all the way back in 1994. I mean, we're talking about this is the year that Donkey Kong Country came out on the Super Nintendo, and yet Nintendo was already thinking, you know, along these lines here. And right. so I, that was something I did not know and I was very surprised by. Yeah, you wouldn't think they'd be thinking about this 20-something years ago before they actually make a game about it. Exactly. And, you know, this if you've played Super Mario Maker, this completely describes how Super Mario Maker is. You can literally design a game, play through it, pause it, go in and switch it up. And, of course, you can share all your ga your levels uh, over the Internet. Uh, so, so that, you know, they, they definitely ended up doing this. It just took them a very long time from when they first started thinking along these lines. Right. Um, let's see here. So, Super Mario Maker was originally conceived as a tool by Nintendo's internal development team to be used only within the company. I thought that was interesting. Uh, of course, it says the team quickly realized the tool's potential as a game and pitched the idea to senior game designer Takashi Tezuka. Meanwhile, Tezuka had been wanting to make a Wii U follow-up to Mario Paint that utilized the Wii U gamepad. Upon seeing the Mario Maker tool, however, uh, Tezuka realized that a course-making tool was more marketable than a, mere than a mere art program. He noted to Polygon that building courses is not as difficult or out of reach as drawing is, but that he was inspired to bring the fun of Mario Paint into this course editor. So this is another thing I had no idea about that they were actually planning on a sequel to Mario Paint on the Wii U, and that, that's what turned into Mario Maker, so I thought that was very fascinating. Right, yeah, because that's something I wouldn't think would ever have been even thought of was a sequel to Mario Paint, really, right. especially but, so long. Yeah, but it does make a whole lot of sense that if they were ever going to do it, the Wii U gamepad was the perfect thing with exactly. the stylus and the extra screen. So in a way, I'd love to have seen what that was going to be, but I'm also glad that out of that we got Mario Maker. Um, let's see here. So Super Mario Maker was announced at E3 2014, and it was released in North America on September 11th, 2015. So there was a, an over a year wait after this was announced before it came out. Um, and of course, each copy of the game is packaged with a 96-page booklet of creative ideas. And this is something I really like and wish Nintendo would do more of. But of course, Mario Maker on the Wii U comes in a big cardboard box to accommodate this book as well as the game. And it kind of reminds me of the additions they're doing now for Splatoon 2, Mario Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild with the Explorer's edition with the extra little book that comes in. I think that's kind of where this is, uh, idea came from. Right, yeah, no, that's so. a, that's definitely a good idea. I'm glad they do stuff like that. And I really like it when they a game like this includes something like that to give you some ideas because I'm not very uh, creative. Yeah, <laughs> so me as well. I so need I, all the help I can get. Always nice to look through a book and get some ideas. Exactly. I always remember liking this uh, when I used to buy Lego sets as a kid. They would have different ideas of things you could make with the uh, with, uh, blocks that came in the kit you bought. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Also, a Wii U bundle was also released, as well as an 8-bit Mario Amiibo figurine. 
um, available in two different color variations. So this it had kind of the classic Mario from Mario Brothers on the NES and also the more modern one with the blue overalls. And now, do you have these Amiibos or both of these Amiibos? I do. Very nice. Um, so I thought, you know, this was a pretty big game for Nintendo at the time to, to not only release these new Amiibos, but also release the Wii U bundle. So Nintendo was definitely putting everything they had into this game here. Right, that's interesting. I didn't know these Amiibo were actually released right around when the bundle I believe they were released on the day of the game, as far as I could tell. So okay. yeah, that was interesting to learn. Very cool. <clears throat> So now let's get into the game itself. So to me, uh, the game is based on three pillars, make, play, and share. So of course, making the courses, playing the courses, and then sharing them with others. So players can make courses based off of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and the new Super Mario Brothers series. So you, you are not even limited to one certain game. You can make levels based on these four different games with four different tool sets. So I think that was very smart on Nintendo to do that. You know, I could definitely have seen them just having maybe one game, maybe based off of Mario Brothers 3 or something. But they, they threw in, you know, all four of these. I think that was very smart. And these are probably four of the most popular games here. Definitely. They're definitely the four most popular. I, I would agree there as far as the side-scrolling Mario games are concerned. Right. Uh, so, of course, some elements are limited to specific game styles, while others can be added to game styles that previously did not have them in the original game. An example would be that you could put booze into the Super Mario Brothers levels, where we didn't get booze until Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, so I thought that was cool that they added some of these into even older games, even that they didn't come out until later. Right, that's very interesting. <clears throat> course there's also some notable new items including the sound frog which allows for custom sound effects to be recorded through the wii u uh, gamepad's microphone uh, however these sound effects did not transfer if you posted your courses online and that was a course to protect uh, kids and stuff from hearing maybe sounds they shouldn't but oh, I, okay. I did think this was neat that you know if you wanted to make a course locally you could make your own sound effects and you know make something that that was really personal if you wanted to right uh of course, the other another notable item would be the mystery mushroom. Mushroom. This is one of my favorites, and this one could only be used in the Super Mario Brothers theme. But basically, this was a power up. looked like a regular super mushroom, but when you when you got it, uh, you could dress Mario in one of a hundred and fifty different costumes. Uh, which can be unlocked either through playing the game or by scanning the corresponding character's amiibo into the game. And th these costumes are really neat. I mean, they made these little 8-bit costumes for just a ton of different Nintendo characters, and it's, it's a lot of fun collecting them and playing as them. So you, if you scan a Donkey Kong amiibo, you can play as Donkey Kong exactly. or Mario in a Donkey Kong All suit. All the way up yeah. to, like, Callie and Marie. And wow. uh, it's really cool because the characters will have character-specific uh, animations and stuff. So the Squid Sisters, if you duck, instead of Mario ducking his head, they turn into little squids. So it, they, did a, they did a really good job on these and uh, just a very fun thing to try to collect in this game. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, let's see here. So once the player is able to play through their own newly created course, that course is then allowed to be published to the online course world. And I thought this is another smart thing by Nintendo. Uh, they would not allow you to post a course online unless you can beat it yourself. So that keeps just courses that are completely impossible to complete from, you know, kind of uh, flooding the, 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 the online store or whatever. Okay. Uh, I was wondering how they kind of kept track of that. Yes. Smart way of doing it. <clears throat> 
So of course, once you get into the course world, uh, all players can browse and play various player-made courses, or they can participate in the 100 Mario Challenge, where they can play through a set of randomly selected, user-created courses with 100 lives. Uh, the difficulty levels are Easy, Normal, Expert, and Super Expert, which was released in the last major update for the game. So th that's another thing Nintendo did on these courses. Um, they would go on uh, the completion percentage. So if I uploaded a course to say, you know, 80% of the people that played my course completed it, then it would be classified as easy. But if, you know, like 1% completed it, then it would be probably this very hard uh, category. So this also helped from players getting frustrated from playing courses they couldn't complete. So again, I think Nintendo did a pretty good job there. Um, also, you could play the 10 Mario Challenge, where you can play a selection of the game's pre-made courses with only 10 lives. Players are initially limited in the amount of courses they can uh, upload online, but by receiving stars from other players, they can earn medals, which allow them to upload even more courses. So again, Nintendo was trying to keep people from just making hundreds of terrible courses, and you could only upload at a certain amount unless you got a lot of good ratings on the courses you did upload. Gotcha. So again, I think a pretty pretty smart thing to do there. Yeah, sounds like they are on top of their game. Um, let's see here. So following its release, the game received free updates that added new features. And this is kind of standard. We're kind of used to this now, but this was fairly rare back in even in the Wii U days for, for games to get big free updates like this. So I thought we'd just quickly run through those because they were pretty substantial. So the first update added mid-course checkpoints, uh, conditional power-ups, and event courses. And uh, clearing certain event courses unlocks additional mystery mushroom costumes. Now, of course, you can see why a mid-course checkpoint would be big for some of these bigger levels. Nice to not have to start at the start if you if you die. For sure. But uh, these event courses are really neat, and you can still go through and play these all on the Wii U if you want. And these are like developed by Nintendo, and they're usually themed around certain games and stuff. So this is where you play the Squid Sisters course and the Pokemon course. So these are a lot of fun to play even now. And of course, by completing them, you get a special mystery mushroom costume that you can use and then in your courses. Um, the second update uh, uh, added the ability to uh, ability to records listing a course's fastest clear time. So uh, th this added, you know, where you could, uh, people could uh, compete to see who could complete a course the fastest and the fastest person is listed there on the course's page. Oh, very cool. Uh, so that's, that's pretty neat. And uh, also it allowed players to browse through uploaded courses through any web browser and bookmark them to play in the game later, allowing for easier sharing of courses. And I, I've actually done this. This is how I found some courses. And this, again, is where I think Nintendo was kind of ahead of their time uh, by allowing you to go online and search for courses by, uh, by the code for the course or by the creator or by, you know, highly rated ones. And you could just sign in with your Nintendo ID and save them. And then when you went to the Wii U, they would be in a special folder for you. Okay. So I can definitely see Nintendo continuing this with maybe a little app in the Nintendo Switch Online app. And I really hope they do something like that. Yeah, that would be great. And then, of course, the third update added even more mystery mushroom costumes that are unlocked by completing normal and expert level 100 Mario challenges, as well as the new super expert mode we mentioned before. 
Uh, so, you know, this is kind of the last big update for the game. But I thought this was very, I thought it was very fascinating that Nintendo did these three updates and they were all free and none of this was paid. And uh, so it's just kind of Nintendo getting their feet wet and now they've been doing that with uh, all their Switch or most of their Switch games. Right. And these are all pretty substantial updates. I mean, exactly. There's, there's a lot of content here that they added. Yeah. It seems like they listened to the community a lot too and made things easier uh, to find the courses and made, you know, changes to the game like mid-level checkpoints so uh, it's good to see that nintendo is willing to, to to add those things to this game exactly so uh, uh so super mario maker it, it got rave reviews uh, it was one of the highest rated games of the year and uh, it was actually nominated for game of the year at the game awards 2015 it ended up losing the game of the war uh, game of the year category but it did win best family game that year very cool so, th- so that was very nice and uh, as far as I could tell, the last sales numbers I saw was by March 2018, 4 million copies had been sold worldwide. Now, this is not impressive now that we're seeing the numbers of Switch games that are selling, but this is pretty good for the Wii U and for as late as it was released in the Wii U's life. So this game sold quite a bit on the Wii U, and I think the, the sequel, of course, will sell uh, way more than this on the Switch. Oh, yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of it on the history of Mario Maker, as well as kind of an overview of the Wii U game. Now, that's not where it ends, though. There was also a 3DS version, and that's the one that you researched for this show. Yeah, so uh, there's not quite as much on the 3DS version. It was released a little while later after the Wii U, but uh, Super Mario Maker for the 3DS is actually a port of their original Wii U game. It was released, right. released on December 2nd of 2016. So it came out a little while later, about almost about 15 months, I guess, after yeah. the original. I'll, I'll say I was surprised when they announced this. I did not see this coming to the 3DS at all. Uh, but it does make a lot of sense because you've also got a touch screen on the 3DS. So it's a good fit. I just I remember being very surprised when they announced it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's got the stylus. It's, it's pretty much just made for it, in my opinion. You're right. But uh, it, this game, this kind of seems like when games started coming out around this time, they started being only playable in 2D, which is this game. You cannot play it in 3D, even though it's released for the 3DS. That's right. So uh, it seems like we started getting more and more games made in 2D only. Yeah, and it seems like, like you said, all new games we're getting on the 3DS are like this, but this is really the first one I can remember big game that was like this, so it's definitely notable. Exactly. Uh, this game is now a Nintendo Selects. It's only nineteen ninety nine, so that's a, that's a pretty good price. Uh, it's, it's it's taking it a while to get there, but it, that's right. it finally is toward what we think is the end of the 3DS uh, lifeline here. And That's right. It's one of the probably one of the last games I think we'll see as a Nintendo Selects. Yeah, I agree. But uh, this is an excellent pickup. If you have a 3DS and you're you're kind of thinking about maybe wanting to pick up Mario Maker Two on the Switch, well, man, for twenty dollars you can really see if this is a game for you. Right. Uh, about exactly. buying it on the 3DS. So I think it's it's a great uh, choice to be a select. Honestly, I, I do as well. Uh, there's actually a limited edition uh, Super Mario Maker 2DS, not the 2DS XL, just a regular 2DS. It was released on Black Friday in 2018. That's so, right. So it wasn't that long ago at all that this was released. It really wasn't. There, there's still a few around. I know our local Best Buy, I believe, has a few uh, right. systems still in stock, but I don't I don't know if this will ever be a, a super rare item. In my opinion, it's not one of my most favorite 2DSs at all. It does have a little Mario emblem right on the front, but it's sure. yellow and red. 
Well, let me ask you this. So, uh, like you said, you're talking about this 2DS bundle, and of course we know there was the Wii U bundle. Do you think Nintendo will make a special bundle for Mario Maker 2? You know, it's, it's definitely a possibility. We don't seem, at least last year, we didn't see many bundles until the end of the year, about the last yeah. two months of the year. You know, I, I really, I'm going to make a prediction. I, I really think Nintendo will probably make a, a special Switch bundle for this game. Oh, Seems no. Like they, they've been doing it for all, every other game in the series, so why not? Right, exactly. <laughs> Keep the trend going. Exactly. <laughs> so, on the 3DS version, players can make courses based on Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and New Super Mario Brothers series, same as the Wii U version. Right. So, you can use all the same, uh, same games and create levels based on those. Uh, but exclusive to the 3DS version was the ability to uh, collaborate on courses by sharing your work with a friend by using Street Pass or some uh, local wireless. Yeah, I thought that was a really neat addition, uh, the fact that you could work with a buddy and make a level. And, uh, man, I really hope this makes it into the, the, the sequel on the Switch. That would be awesome. I, I really hope so. We could make us a, a Kribo shoe-themed level. I think oh, that would be definitely. a lot of fun. Yes, I <laughs> so, agree, man. Here's hoping that it makes it to the sequel. So I, I was kind of surprised that this was exclusive to the 3DS version and not the Wii U. Yeah, it but, is odd that it never came to the Wii U. But it, that's just how it is. Uh one big thing here is that there is no mystery mushroom in the 3DS version, uh, so that takes away Mario's ability to wear the costumes, and it also removes the amiibo support. So you you tested this out for me. There is no amiibo support in Super as Mario far as, I, as far as I can tell, there's not, and that is the big bummer about this this version of the game. I'd say, you know, it's just for the fact that. Uh, on the Wii U, it had such great amiibo support. You know, it, it's really neat to tap a, a random amiibo and get a costume from Mario just in that instant. That's a really neat feature, and it's really sad that they took it away from the 3DS. And it's really neat to see those uh, those costumes or characters in that uh, 8-bit style. It and sure everything. is. I just I, I, I love the thought of that. It's one of my favorite things from Mario Odyssey. How no matter what costume Mario is wearing in the game, when you go into the 2D parts of the world. It shows that costume in, in the 8-bit Mario style, and so right. I just love that kind of stuff. It looks so good, right. So uh, Super Mario Maker for the 3DS, it includes 100 pre-installed new courses all designed by Nintendo. Uh, it has a Super Mario Challenge, which is a challenge mode containing 100 levels divided into 19 worlds. I'm not sure if the Wii U version has something like this or not. You know, it does, it has the 100 level challenge, but they're all user created courses in these. What's special about these is these were made by Nintendo, so exactly. they're a little more polished, and uh, I, I really, this is actually my favorite part of the 3DS version is playing through these uh, right here. Right, I would I would think that the, uh, the levels created by Nintendo would be a little bit more fun than the ones that I would create. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel the same way as far as my, my creating skills, so that that's another great thing about this. 3DS version is you've got all these courses designed from Nintendo, so it almost is like a new Mario game in a way. Right. And uh, whenever you're playing in that version, you can start out with 10 lives, but you have actually the option to increase it up to 100 if you want. So if you want a little bit more of a challenge, you can give yourself less, less lives or just crank it on up there. Right. <laughs> Uh, there are two types of challenge medals that can be collected. Whenever I play a Mario game, I'm always interested in what are the collectibles? What do I? Oh, definitely. Super Mario Run. There's the different colored coins in the the new Super Mario Brothers series. There are the big the big uh, stars or coins in those. And uh, on this one, we have some uh, medals, and they are a Goomba medal and a Bowser medal. The first playthrough, if you can find the Goomba medal, uh, you, that will be collected. And the second time you play through that level, it'll be replaced with the Bowser level. 
uh, Bowser medal, which right. is a little bit harder to collect. Very interesting. So that, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, you can only share courses by local play or street pass. You cannot upload courses to the course world, which is kind of a bummer. So if I make a level and I want you to play it, the only way I can do that is to street pass with you or be in the same room with you. Yeah, so if we live far away from each other, we will never get to do this. Mm-hmm. And that, that's to me, that's the second big bummer about this version. Right, which is kind of surprising, but in, in a way, not, not really, I'd say. Uh, you cannot search for courses using a course ID. Another just knock against this version, but again, kind of expected on the 3DS. Exactly, right. And uh, you can, you can though, uh, play or download courses from the internet, and I guess these are courses all from the Wii U version of the yes, game. Yes, that's right. So that that, that is a, a plus, but any of them created on 3DS are just lost or on your system, basically. Exactly. And you can only play select courses from the Wii U version. Since this does not support the Mystery Mushroom, all those courses are not available for you to download. Yeah, and there's a bunch that use it too. So again, just a little more limited than the Wii U version. Exactly. So all in all, this is just basically a a very toned down version of the Wii U version, I would say. I agree. Uh, If you have a Wii U, I would definitely pick up the Wii U copy. But for for $20, this is still a very good deal, in my opinion. If you don't have a Wii U, you can at least play some of the courses made on the Wii U. But uh, by December 2018, from what I can find on Wikipedia, that's where most of this information was gathered as well, uh, about 2.34 million copies have been sold worldwide. And that number may go up a little bit since it's now a select. Right. But like I said, I think we're on the 3DS's last leg here, so I don't know how many they're going to sell. Yeah, I wouldn't at all call it a bust. It was just released so late. Right. And it took so long to become a select. You know, I think if this came out when the 3DS was booming, it probably would have sold easily, probably around 10 million, is my guess. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. It's probably sold about as much as it could have. So. Again, I, I expect the Switch version to blow both these versions out of the water oh, in yeah. sales. Oh, yeah, it'll be uh, both of them combined plus more for sure. All right, man. Well, that, that, that that's uh, I really appreciate you getting all that together on the 3DS version. And I think we both learned a lot about this series. We know a lot about Mario games, but didn't know a whole lot about the Mario Maker games. So it's kind of good to, to learn a little, little bit more about them. And now it just makes it even more excited. Uh, for Super Mario Maker 2. Right, same here. I can't wait for the Switch version. All right, well, that's going to do it for our main topic. We're going to be back with some listener email. Okay, Chad, it's time to debut a brand new segment for the Kribo Shoe Podcast. What is it? I'm talking about listener mail. Oh, right. Let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, so we we got a question here uh, last week, and we thought we'd uh, this would be a fun one to read on the show this week. So don't forget, you can uh, send in your questions to the show at kriboshoepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if we we like your question, we may just read it on a future episode. Uh, So this this question comes in from uh, listener Tristan. He says, if you could vacation at any Nintendo location, like Hyrule Castle from Zelda or Al Delfino from Mario Sunshine, where would you go? So I thought this is a great question and a fun thing to kind of think about. Oh, where could I vacation in Nintendo, all the Nintendo worlds out there? And, uh, you know, I finally came up with, I think it'd be fun to go to Woohoo Island. Woohoo Island. Is that from the, the Wii Sports 
So yes, stuff. It, it actually debuted in We Fit, we uh, fit but okay. it, it had a big uh, a big presence in We Sports Resort. That's where all the uh, activities were located, oh, and okay. not just there. Pilot Wings Resort on the 3DS also takes place on Woohoo Island, and there is a Mario Kart course on there as well. So You're right. Yeah, I, I would just love to take a seaplane into Woohoo Island, and you know maybe go bowling. I loved Wii bowling, so I think that'd be fun. Uh, I'd also play some tennis probably, and of course I'd love to drive uh, some go karts with Mario on Woohoo Loop. Uh, so I, I think that's where I would like to vacation—a nice sunny resort, Woohoo Island for well, me. Well, I'm with you. Let's pack our bags. <laughs> so after hearing this question, I I hate to do it, but I have to go with one of his suggestions, and that's Al Delfino. Well, I think that's an excellent choice. You know, I, I thought about it and thought about it, and that's the only place I want to go right now. I just ever ever since I've set my eyes on those sunny beaches and just uh, just the whole thing. You can ride Yoshi's right through the town. You wouldn't even need an electric scooter or a Segway or anything. You just hop on a Yoshi and go. That's right. Visit the amusement park. I think that's the only place I'll truly be happy to go vacation at. Oh, I agree. I was just going to mention the amusement park. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, just put on a Hawaiian shirt and then just have a good vacation on Isle Delfino. I think that's a great choice. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So, again, thanks to Tristan for the question. And, uh, man, that's going to do it for today's episode. We want to thank everyone for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Before we leave today, we want to go over a few quick things. We want to remind everyone to visit us on our show page. It's at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Of course, we're available on all kinds of podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast. We're on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and through the Anchor app. Uh, and of course, please rate the show if you enjoy it. We really appreciate it. Of course, you can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we're on social media. We're on Twitter at at Pod, And we're on Instagram at at Podcast. And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. All the links to all these things will be in the show notes, and we'll see you in the next one.